Up next, a message from Victory Life Church of Milton. she left she said uh, you better not <laughs> mow the grass <laughs> I don't know why she knew I was thinking that but finally she left and I ran out the garage fired up the old lawnmower and cut the grass but it was good uh, you weren't supposed to mention that <laughs> yeah I had a jelly filled donut <laughs> well you know they got me on this diet I know they mean well but man cannot live on liquid alone. It, uh, I've cheated a little bit this morning, and uh, uh, I know in the natural I got some real physical problems, but I know that God's in charge. And uh, I just can't help but be excited about what God is doing. A while back I told Claudia, I said, hey, I, I feel, is there something wrong with me that, I'm not feeling more depressed, or am I in denial or something? <laughs> but uh, uh, not that I don't have my little moods, uh, but um, all the reports that I've read on how you're supposed to react and how you're going to react when you're going through something like this, I really haven't done it. Because one thing they say is, you know, you're going to have all these bits of depression and you're going to go through all this time of blaming yourself. And that only lasted one day. Then I started blaming others. No. <laughs> Uh, no, but uh, uh, there's all these these things that they tell you about, you know. But uh, praise God, we, we serve a, a, a mighty God. And I want to minister this morning on fighting the good fight of faith, not only in the area of physical, uh, but, uh, you know, whether you're going through a financial battle, whether you're going through a physical battle or an emotional battle, it's all the same. And the only way for victory is to fight the good fight of faith. And I want to look at that this morning. Uh, and I want to look at, uh, see, faith has patience and faith has temperance. And even though it's not mentioned much as that, I think one of the best uh, books in the Bible on faith is James. Amen. In fact, as I consider it a real faith book. I want to do a little reading from there and then look at some other uh, scriptures, if I haven't lost my little markers. In fact, let me do a little reading from First uh, Samuel. Uh, the 17th chapter, the uh, 38th verse, uh, through probably the uh, 47th. And uh, uh, and the situation that David was in, his might not have been a physical one, but battles are battles, and the uh, road to victory or the way to get there is the same. So let me me start reading. Now this is when... um, uh, Let me just start with the 38th. Verse, and Saul armed David with his armor, and he put a helmet of brass upon his head, and he also armed him with a coat of mail. And David uh, girded his sword upon his armor, and he attempted to go, for he had no, not proven it. And uh, David said unto Saul, I cannot go with these, for I have not proven them. And David put them off him. Now, I'm going to kind of jump ahead a little bit uh, in some things. I want to put this. See, now, what Saul was doing... He was supplying David with a natural means of winning a victory. Now, one thing about David, as a young man, as a shepherd, when he was out watching his flocks, his father's flocks, and he killed the bear and he slew the lion, he learned one thing. His strength was not in man or the knowledge of man, but it was in the power of God. 
And so even though he was uh, faced with this tremendous battle, now I don't disregard a lot of what man says, but that's not where I'm putting my trust. If I'm going to put any trust in man, it's for him to have the ability to hear what God says. Amen. I, I don't want anybody cutting on me thinking he knows exactly what he's doing without divine direction. Praise God. You know, I, I like this prayer, God, thy, uh, Lord, guide their hand. <laughs> Amen. But uh, anyhow, David uh, said, I hadn't proven this. Uh, I, I, and I'm not going to go out there not knowing what's going to happen. I'm going to go according to the way I know is going to produce victory. Amen. And he said, you know, I've proven God. I've seen him out there with the, uh, with the sheep. I've seen him when he guided and directed me into killing the bear and the lion. And uh, so let me read, and uh, let me go down to the 45th verse. Then said David to the Philistines, Thou comest to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield, but I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. This day will the Lord deliver thee into my hands, and I will smite thee and take thy head from me, and I will give the carcass of the host of the Philistine this day unto the fowls of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in heaven. Uh, and all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with sword or spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give it unto our hands. We used to sing a song, The Lord is not mine, but it's thine, O Lord. So he said, uh, I'm going to come to you in the name of the Lord. You come to me with spears, you come to me with all this, this, uh, this great natural ability, but I'm coming in the name of the Lord. And I want to uh, just encourage you, whether you're fighting a financial battle, a physical battle, emotional battle, or whatever you're fighting, uh, your, your answer is in God himself. I, I get amazed at our country, and so many of us have bought the same lie, that when we're going to dig a hole to get out of a hole, or uh, when we're going to borrow our way out of debt, it just doesn't happen. Amen. I found one time uh, a friend of mine had bought a new four-wheel drive truck, and we had been over in eastern Washington ice fishing, and we were coming across this mountain pass, and this was in the winter, a lot of snow, and there was this one pass that's closed most of the winter. And so he decided to show me how good this power wagon was. We're just going to drive up there. So one thing about it, see, when you're driving something, you're on 10, 12 foot of snow. Well, we were driving along and doing great, but all of a sudden, all four wheels broke through the snow. Well, how do you dig? I mean, we, there was at least, we were at least on 12 foot of snow. And you can't dig a hole to where you can hit solid ground. So we were there, and we didn't know what we were going to do. You could see a top of a few little trees sticking out, but if you hung a, a, a winch to it, you'd probably pull the tree out, not the truck. And so we were sitting there, what we were going to do, and all of a sudden we heard this bulldozer, this big old snow cat come down there with a forest ranger on. And, uh, of course, he read us the red act. He said, I don't know what I'm going to do with you idiots. He said, I'm up here freezing all winter long because stupid people think they can go where they can't go. And so he had to pull us back out to solid ground. But uh, it, it's the same philosophy. You, you can't, what got you into the mess is not going to get you out. And somewhere, uh, we're going to have to trust God, God's way. If you're in debt, and I, I don't know why I'm on this this morning, but it would probably fit most of us. If you're in debt, I would try tithing, not borrowing. Amen. One's a proven, 
Well, they're both proven. <laughs> One is you'll end up owing more, and the other is when you do things God's way, God will run interference for you. I, I was thinking, as tight as things have been, uh, and, and we've known tight times as individuals and as a church, but you know what? I was thinking this morning, this ministry was established in 1977, and we're still here. And I've seen uh, ministry grow from nothing to, to great size, all of a sudden to find an empty building. And yet God has been faithful. And so uh, I want to encourage you. Uh, it's this way. Uh, if you feel lonely and rejected, you know the best way to, to fight that? Is go out and minister to somebody who's fighting the same battle. Be not deceived, God is not mocked. Whatever man soweth, that shall he also reap. You ever heard people complain because they didn't have any friends? Amen. If you're not going to show yourself friendly, you're not going to have friends. Nobody is drawn to a sourpuss or somebody who likes to entertain rejection. And so, if you want friends, show yourself friendly. Uh, if you want finance, now I don't believe in tithing to get ahead financially. But I do believe in God's faithfulness when I'm obedient to his word. I've seen people over the years that get a hold of a certain truth and they're going to sow all this money so they can reap a big harvest. You know what? They end up losing everything they got because the motive is wrong. You have not because you ask not. But it also says you have not because you ask amiss to heap it onto your own lust. If the desire is for you instead of establishing God's covenant. Now, see, when you're not working for God, if I may use that term, and to promote the gospel, God pays good wages. But if you're out working for yourself, trying to manipulate some principles of God to get ahead, it won't work. I, uh, there's a lot of things I like about what we call the faith message. But there's a lot of things I don't. Because I believe there's a lot of things that come in that are deceptive. And it just ends up uh, discouraging people and make them angry. Uh, years ago, uh, when this ministry first started, our first assistant pastor was a, a Navy chaplain by the name of Jim Trent. And Jim had really gotten a hold of uh, some principles. He was a Presbyterian who got spirit-filled. He hung around the wrong people like us. He got baptized in the Holy Ghost, but ended 11 years of Navy service. Uh, he got, uh, he didn't get kicked out of the Navy, but he offered to resign and they okayed it. That was after he held a deliverance service in the chapel at the base. And uh, of course, the senior chaplain was a Catholic. He was a good man. He told Jim, he said, you can't do this. He said, anybody who was involved in Mormonism, Jehovah's Witness, Christian Science, whatever, come up here and we'll deliver you from a cult bondage. <laughs> well, he was this Protestant chaplain, and he was supposed to minister to all these people. So the senior chaplain called him in. He said, now, Jim, you got to promise me you'll never do this again. And he said, well, did, did I do anything that was on scripture? He said, no, but you can't do it. And uh, Jim said, he said, uh, and if you say you're going to do it, I'll restrict you. You no longer can preach, but I'll just restrict you to counseling. And Jim said, well, if you do that, I'll resign my commission. And he said, I'll okay it. <laughs> so that's when Jim left the, the Navy. But when I started to say, Jim got a hold of some things, uh, and he got excited about some things, but the balance was a little off. I remember he, he got him a notebook, and it was his heavenly bank account. And every time he sowed some money, he would figure the hundredfold return on that and what he had coming. Now, see, the motive was wrong. You know, he gave away, he gave away a, a nice, almost a, a late model car. He gave away a big uh, entertainment center. He gave away all kinds of things, and he figured out all this money he was stowing up. 
You know, Jim ended up dying of a broken heart. Jim died of cancer, uh, prostate cancer, in fact, isn't he? Uh, he had probably had a hernia. And I remember he went to the uh, hospital up in Atlanta, wasn't it? And uh, they found out he had cancer all the way through his body. But he was so disillusioned. I, I believe one reason why he couldn't fight this, he was so disillusioned because he didn't have this great big financial return. And I can look at that today. Uh, because see, I can see a lot of people that's got caught up in that. In fact, is the first person that ever got caught up in that uh, was the prodigal son. In fact, as the Lord spoke to me one time, he said he was the first charismatic. Because uh, all of a sudden he jumped up one day and he said, I'm entitled to an inheritance. I want my inheritance. So he got his inheritance, although he probably did. He didn't get the full. But he got out and he squandered it on himself. Wanted living. He went out and squandered it on himself. He became very discouraged. He ended up eating with the hogs. He was eating the husk and the and the food that the hogs left. And then he came to his senses. And I think a lot of people that got caught up in a lot of the blessed me message of the early 70s had went through this. Because he said, you know what? My father's servants have it better than me. And even though I'm a son, I'm willing to go back home as a servant. I don't care where you are in God. If you don't have a servant's heart, you're not going to be blessed. And so he returned uh, back. In his, now, the thing is, and I believe a lot of people that have gone astray, God's been waiting for them to come back, been watching them, because he's seen his son returning from a long way, and he run to meet him. And then he showed him what his real inheritance was, and the inheritance was for the humble and the meek and those with a servant heart. Amen. He put the ring on his finger. Uh, he, he put all the blessings on him. Killed the fatted calf. Amen. Brought him to a place of maturity. Because see, if you're not faithful in the little things, and if your motive isn't right in the little things, God will never trust you with the big things. Amen. And this is where God wants to bring us into a realm. We're going, so many of us, like I say, I don't know what your battle is, spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, financially. But I know this. God wants to bring you through it. Uh, just like he does me to bring me into a higher plane. Amen. Uh, one thing I've learned over one thing I'm going through is it's stirred up a lot more compassion. You know, you can say, well, I, I, I feel for you. I'm going to pray for you. But it's another thing when you get right down to that level that you know what they're really dealing with is life and death issues. I know uh, uh, one of my doctors told me this, and it did take a little wind out of my sail for a minute. He said, you know, uh, in other words, I've got to be obedient to what he says. He says, one thing you've got to realize, this could be a death sentence. Now, that'll draw your attention. So, well, praise God. I made a statement a long time ago. One thing I'm not going to do is die on a, dead, on a bedpan. <laughs> Amen. In fact, as I made that statement from here several times. Well, Satan would like to say, we'll see. Well, it's just not going to be. Because... The enemy may come at you with a whole host of arsenals, just like he did David. And David said, look, I have proven God. And my hope and my trust is in him. When David, uh, you know, and he said, all the assembly shall know that the Lord uh, saveth not with sword and spear, but the battle is the Lord's, and he will give it unto you this day. 
The battle's not mine, but it's thine. Amen. It's gone. Uh, Paul uh, quoted the scripture this morning, which one of the first prophecies I ever received uh, uh, right after I got saved uh, was from a fellow, and it was jo uh, Joshua 1.9. Have I not commanded thee be strong and of a good courage? Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee wherever thou goest. Amen. I can put it this way too. The Lord thy God is with thee no matter what you hear. Let God be true and every man a liar. Praise God. Well, let me go on to a few other scriptures here this morning. But I felt that kind of tied in as I was reading that. Uh, uh, let me read a little bit from James, uh, uh, first chapter. James, the servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad, greeting. My brother, count it all joy when thou fall into divers temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Now, one thing about faith, if there's not patience, it's not faith. Faith doesn't demand it yesterday. Faith believes it already has it, so I don't have to do any demanding. Now, faith is a substance of things hoped for, and it is the evidence of things not seen. Bless God, your financial situation has changed because even though you can't see it, God said he'll withhold no good thing from them that love you. Amen. And not only that, he said, if you're obedient out of the word of God, the blessings will run you down. So when you push in for obedience and you're pushing into that realm of believing God, expect to get hit in the back with something and it won't be a bulldozer. Amen. Uh, you know, I spent so much time changing, chasing the blessings, I decided just to get caught in the glory of God and let the blessings catch up. Because you can spend so much time trying to run things down that they can't catch up with you. Well, amen. But uh, let patience have its perfect work. I believe most people... Lose the whenever you get back into that realm of doubting, you go back to square one, and it's like uh, so many of us. I, I've seen where I've started out good, and then I allow a bad confession to come in. I begin to look at things negative, and begin to say and 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 have the attitude, well, it just didn't work, or for some reason I'm not entitled to it, or I'm that one case that God doesn't care about. See, whenever I do that. I have just stamped void on the whole thing, even though I might have been right there uh, at the winning circle. I go back to the starting gate and go through the whole thing again. It's like talking about that double-minded man that's unstable in all his ways, and he not think he'll receive anything from the Lord. Because one minute he's believing, and the next minute he's not. And so we have to press in there. This is why we're to bring into our... Uh, bring onto control every thought and imagination of the obedience of Christ. When the enemy comes along and said, look, it's not working. Now, the other day I went to Biloxi. I'm talking about myself a lot, but I'd rather talk about me than you because then you won't get mad at me. <laughs> but I was there and I was all excited. The fact is I ate something that probably would have killed me if it hadn't been for the grace of God and they were going to give me that treatment. You know, uh, Mac, when you drink all that horrible stuff, a whole gallon of that junk. Because I ate some things that I knew had, I could tell. Uh, and I said, thank God that I don't want to take this treatment because I ate some coleslaw and I ate some seafood salad and some macaroni and cheese. Every one of those things I was not supposed to eat. 
It was delicious. But I started having internal problems like I never had before. And I said, uh-oh, something is all stopped up. And I said, God, I'm sure glad I got that gallon of stuff to drink. Because it did break everything loose. Not to be vulgar. But, uh, see, I shouldn't have, uh, uh, I probably could have got by with a little of something, but to, to step out, because it really wasn't faith trusting God. You know what it was? It was going in and seeing that buffet, and after living off liquids, I went hog wild. <laughs> In fact, is I almost ordered. My son was with me; wouldn't let me. I almost I wanted a hot roast beef sandwich, open-faced roast beef sandwich, with fries. <laughs> but uh, Russell said no. He said, "Dad, when you get a good report, on the way back." And so I was looking for that. Well, uh, I went through these tests and everything, and I, uh, I said, "Well, uh, everything's better, right?" And the doctor said, well, we're going to have to keep you on this diet. Uh, things have been proved a little bit, but not near to the degree we're expecting. We don't know why, but it just didn't take the way it's supposed to. Uh, in fact, is, uh, they found uh, no more tumors, but they did find five more polyps. So I said, well, you know, there was a, a moment of, uh, why me? Why couldn't it have been somebody else, like my neighbor or something? No, no not really. But uh, uh, I'll bring this out to say this. Things can happen that can really put you in a tailspin if you want. But it's, it's like a, a message I preached several years ago that Crowley brings up from time to time when I want to get into a little pity. It's only wind and waves. Hallelujah. All it is is deceptive uh, devices of the enemy to steal the word of God from you so God cannot do what he wants to do. See, God works according to us, uh, according to how we line up with the word. He sends his word and heal them. It's God's word that cannot return uh, unto him void. It has to accomplish what he says to do. So when we're saying and acting in a way contrary to God's word, we've tied God's hands on our behalf. And so, why me, God? I made a statement one time, just jokingly, um, and this is before I knew anybody else. I said, I want to get down to the weight, I was telling Claudia this, I said, I want to get down to the weight I was when we got married. Well, the other day I stepped on the scale, and I'm there, a pound <laughs> less. I weighed 149 pounds when we got married. Not the way, I mean, uh, I was telling somebody the other day, I lost all this weight, he said, what's the diet? I said, you don't want to know. <laughs> You don't want to try it. But, uh, you know, when you go from, uh, in five months, when you go from 184 to 148, uh, you begin to feel it. But uh, anyhow, uh, enough of that. I'm just saying, because uh, I'm preaching to myself too, but I want to remain very encouraged. Hallelujah. When we begin to say, see, because you don't know how much. Uh, now, I've got a couple of doctors that really talk positive. And then I've got one that I'm sure he means well. But he wants to tell me the worst that can happen. And he'll say it like this. I want you to hope for the best, but this is what can happen. You know, you may end up with a tag on your toe or something like that. You know, that doesn't, 
he hadn't said that, but directly that's what he's saying, you know. Um, reminds me of the guy that went to see a psychiatrist. I've seen this in the back of Time magazine. I was a joke where the guy went to see a psychiatrist. He's laying on the couch, and the psychiatrist hands him a gun. That's when you can feel sorry for yourself. But uh, anyhow, we have got the victory. And I'm speaking blessings to myself and everyone here in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yesterday, now yesterday I should have really uh, been drained because of what I went through Friday. I mean, it was a, a taxing day. And yet I got up and I'm feeling pretty good and I can hardly wait for Friday to leave so I can go out and mow the lawn. <laughs> I knew she wouldn't let me. And, uh, but praise God. And this morning I woke up. Good. I'll tell you this too. For years I've been on high, high blood pressure medicine. You know, in over three weeks, I have not had to take a blood pressure pill. This morning, Claudia checked it, and it was what, uh, one, 123 over 67. Without, you know, and I used to think it was good if it was only like 145 over 40 or something. And so, but, uh, so good things are coming about. Hallelujah. I went three days without, uh, Diabetic medicine and only got up to what, 400. <laughs> it did get a little high. No, amen. But uh, see, the fact that I didn't even feel like it was 400. So, anyhow, praise the Lord. But I, I just, aren't you encouraged this morning? Amen. When we can look at the devil and say, look, you are a liar. Uh, one thing I say every day, I said, you know, uh, I'm so thankful that my Lord Jesus Christ was the lamb slain from the foundations of the earth. You know what that tells me? My healing was provided before the earth even existed. Amen. Because he, in the mind of God, was crucified before he ever went to the cross. So it was all paid for. Hallelujah. By his stripes I am healed. And see, we're not just talking about physical healing. Uh, many of us need financial healing. We need emotional healing. We, we need to break free from discouragement. Amen. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And the sound mind says this, if, I, if he says I am, then I am. If he says I'm blessed, then bless God, I'm blessed. And I don't care what my banker tells me, I'm blessed. Amen. Um, uh, I'd done a, a real ridiculous thing about a year ago, and I, I, but I believe it was the Lord. I went and bought a car. We, you know, we didn't make car payments for a long, long time. And, uh, but this car has really, really been a blessing to us. And we haven't missed a payment. Amen. But the, the thing was, it just didn't seem the proper time to buy one. And besides, my other one was still running good, and it only had 247,000 miles on it. And I still weep whenever I see a Mark 8. <laughs> I think that was the only real good car that God ever made. I mean, Detroit. But God had to be behind it. Amen. I remember when I bought that thing and I took it out to show it to Carrie. You know what he told me? He said, man, he said, you done bought you a Thunderbird with an attitude. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Let me go on to this. Aren't you glad you're blessed? Can you turn to someone and say, I'm blessed?
I'm blessed. And so are you. God has commanded that I prosper and it cannot be reversed. Hallelujah. Now, I'm going to have a couple of scriptures I want to read here. Uh, 1 Corinthians 9.26 I therefore so run not as with uncertainty to fight, uh, not only as one that beateth the air. In other words, the Apostle Paul is talking about like training for boxing and whatnot. He said, I'm hitting the punching bag. I'm not just throwing my arms out there uh, milly-nilly and not hitting anything. I know what I'm shooting for, and I'm hitting. I'm hitting for victory. I'm not going to cry and say I've been treated unfair. Amen. You know, I've been blessed. I'm 71 years old. I, I used to think people never lived that long. <laughs> I remember, you know, if you, if you got 50... That was something. Well, in fact, it was about 40 years ago. That was a pretty good accomplishment by himself. <laughs> but amen. Uh, 71 years old. And uh, I'm in good shape for the shape I'm in. And you can't get two ways. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, one nurse told me, she said, if it wasn't for your pacemaker and cancer, you'd be in pretty good shape. I was about Thank you for the encouragement. <laughs> Amen. But uh, really, you know, they, they take, you know, my, all my vital signs are good. Amen. And so uh, I can see where God's working. I can see where God's working there for you. You know, when you get those little things in the mail with the little windows in the envelope, just curse that thing in the name of Jesus and say, thank you, Lord God, you've got this thing covered. Amen. You've got it covered. Hallelujah. And, uh, and thank you, Lord God, that I'm not depressed. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke depression because it's not of God. God didn't give it to me. God has not, you know, depression is brought in by fear and uncertainty. And God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. And I tell you what, if I couldn't hang on to that scripture watching news, I'd run out and sit in the middle of the road. Amen. Because everything that's going on in the natural is going down the tube. But you know, God loves to get credit for making bare his holy arm. This is the best time in the world for God's people to expect blessings because God will get the credit. Because it sure isn't going to be the government. And you can tell him I said it. <laughs> Amen. Amen. But... So God, in fact, I remember preaching for years that the time was coming, you know, when you better put your trust in God, you can't trust uh, in the medical system, and it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. The more they give you, the more it's going to cost you, and the less access you're going to have to it. Amen. And so uh, I can remember back in the 70s uh, when I seen more healings and miracles in the church. You know why? Because people would come to be anointed by the elders. Now they want to ride to the hospital. And I think Oral Roberts is a great man of God, but I remember one of the things that I thought was the worst thing that ever happened when he built that hospital. Because I really believe, and I know he's a real man of God, but I really believe that he missed God. In fact, the hospital doesn't exist anymore. But I can remember one lady come to me and she says, thank God he did that because now I can see a doctor. 
See, before that, she'd just come and get anointed with oil. And so uh, what it did, it diminished the level of faith that a lot of full gospel people had. See, sometimes doing good is not always God. Amen. And sometimes, one thing I got, when I'm going through something, uh, God's aware of it. God may not be the author of it, but God's aware of it, and it's going to turn out for his glory. If it looks like my world's falling apart, just, just begin to praise God because he's probably in the process of building you a new one. Amen. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. Amen. And so, get excited. This is a day. In fact, it's, there's two little things I say every morning before I get out of bed. Good morning, dear Jesus. This day is for you. Each thing I say, think, and do. And then I say, this is the day the Lord hath made, and I will rejoice, and I will be glad in it. Hallelujah. What surprise have you got for me today? Hallelujah. Because God is going to make bare his holy arm. Because I'll tell you what, God's more concerned about you than you are you. Amen. Let me go on with a few more scriptures here. First um, Timothy 6.12, I know we're all aware of. He said, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Therefore, there are also called and has professed a good profession before many witnesses. Fight the good fight of faith. This is what we're, you know what we're called to do? The battle is not thine, but it's mine, saith the Lord. The only battle we're called to fight is the good fight of faith because God's taking care of all the rest. He's made a way where there is no way. He has the answer before we need it, even though we're still to ask. You have not because you ask not. So it is important to make that statement. But God's got you covered, but you've got to believe it. Now, one thing I want to stress, and this is one thing I, I, I have a little qualm with so much TV ministry. They'll give you the idea that it's all in confession, and if you tithe or you do something like this, the blessings are going to run you down. No, the blessings are for the obedient. Amen. He said, if I regard... You ever heard somebody said God answers all prayers? No, he doesn't. Some he don't even hear. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Now, that doesn't mean uh, that I'm perfect without mistakes. But it means if I know I'm doing wrong and there's no repentance, then there's no answered prayer. Amen. If I regard lawlessness in my heart, I'm not talking about doing something foolish then realizing it and repenting. I'm talking about premeditated sin or when the Holy Spirit is revealed to you that something is wrong and you refuse to turn loose it, you might as well throw your prayer life out the window. Amen. Hallelujah. See, I, I want to be blessed. I'm, I, I do a lot of things in my relationship with God out of selfishness. I want to be blessed. And I want my children blessed. See, the iniquities of the lawlessness of the fathers shall fall on to the third and fourth generation. In my rebellion to God, I can cause my children, their children, and their children problems. But uh, the blessings of God on the obedient fall on to a thousand generations. I want my children blessed. Hallelujah. So I'm going to be obedient. And I found this out. God's plan works better than mine. 
And he said, if I follow these, and see, this, we go back to James, let patience have its perfect work. Because I'm not seeing immediate results. That doesn't mean I hang it up and quit. It means that I stand fast. I remember one time a fellow was asking, uh, I think it was Hobart Freeman, he said, how much time, uh, when uh, can I give up exercising faith? Uh, he said, well, Noah stood for 120 years believing God when he built the ark and believing for rain. 120 years see something happened. If you go 120 years and you haven't seen the promises of God, then you give up. <laughs> Amen. Otherwise, hang in there because God's not a man that he should lie nor the son of man should repent. Has he said it? Shall he not do it? Has he not spoken? And shall he not make it good? God's got you covered and God specializes in making you think it's too late. But God is never too late. Mary and Martha, if you had been here, Lazarus wouldn't have died. But they found out that Jesus was the resurrection and the life. And with God, it's never too late. Amen. And so wherever you're at, God has got you covered. Amen. So it's a time to get excited. Hallelujah. Uh, you know, everybody, I have people call me up and say, uh, who's been preaching for you? I bet you hate it that you're not able to preach. I say, I am still preaching. <laughs> Amen. I remember hearing about Smith Wigglesworth having a hernia so bad, it was in so much pain, that people would carry him up to the podium. And he would open in prayer, and the anointing would drop on him, and he'd run all around and pray for people, and they'd get healed. And when he closed in prayer, they had to help him back down. But the power of God, God is there. Amen. Let the weak say I'm strong. Let the poor say I'm rich. Hallelujah. I like to look at my wallet and I say, well, you lying rascal. <laughs> Hallelujah. You can walk into your bank. I wouldn't say it out loud. They might put you in the nut house. You can walk into your bank and say, I'm the lender and not the borrower. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I'm blessed in my coming in and my going out. I'm just a blessed person. I can dwell on the things that look like they're not blessings. We're not moved by what we feel or see, are we? Amen. Because the just... Thanks for listening to this message from Victory Life Church. Go to victorylifechurchofmilton.com for more. And may God bless you.